Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge. The first rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. Good morning, everybody. It is a lovely Sunday in November here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The birds are singing, the coffee is warm, and it's so cold out that my nipples have frozen. (laughs) I am player one, and I have uh, been joined by three amazing guests and my fantastic brother to talk about another game on the Cartridge Club. I'm sure you're already tired of listening to me talk, so I'm going to jump right into introducing who we have with us. Returning all the way from the land of the rising sun, where they don't have snow because the entire city is covered by a giant biodome, we have Rambox. What's going on, guys? Hey, man. Good to have you back. Well, thank you for having me back. Yeah. So, uh, for any of our listeners who don't also listen to Retro Fandango, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? (laughs) Um, Well, not much. Um, I think everyone has either heard my introduction on one of the other episodes before, but um, uh, yeah, I got a YouTube channel, um, Ramvox. Uh, I also uh, now co-host the Retro Fandango podcast with Buried on Mars, which can be found uh, quite literally all the same places that you find the Cartridge Club podcast. (laughs) because uh, we're on the same feed. Um, but uh, we've been going pretty strong with the podcast. We just recently started doing it bi-monthly, so that means a lot more work uh, for the two of us. But we're enjoying it. We're having a lot of fun. We've had uh, some really good guests. And, yeah, if you have not given it a shot, please do. Yeah, it sort of uh, gives everybody a chance to hear from you guys outside of the uh, the Cartridge Club game. So I like it a lot. Yeah, we get to to just voice our opinions on a lot of different games, a lot of different movies, and really just whatever we're into. Yeah, I think it's great. It's, uh, it's really well put together, and I love how um, easily like you and Kevin like meld together. You guys are, it's a great duo. You, you complement each other very well. Yeah, definitely yeah. a lot of chemistry. Yeah, we've got uh, different interests and similar interests, so we get to cover a wider topic, a uh, wider... Uh, Birth is the is that the word of areas? I like that. It's the word now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So I'll, we I'll are... just remind. I'll just let everybody know that you guys pulled me out of bed about ten minutes ago to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunately due to the fact that uh, Japan is on the better side of the planet. Um, Rambox is always completely opposite of the time that we are. Yeah. Yeah, so forgive my my uh, slip ups now and then. I need to wake up. You know, one of these episodes, we should put you on in the morning and have us stay up till midnight. I'd really love to do that. We've had a few <laughs> conversations uh, with people where I was actually awake and everyone else was kind of groggy. It was wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. So anyway, Rambox. Um, for anybody who doesn't know his real name is Richard. Richard. So uh, you may hear him referred to as that throughout the show. Don't panic. We didn't mysteriously beam in another guest. <laughs> Next up, I want to welcome another returning club member. We have James from Slightly Livid Gaming. Welcome back. Yep, good to be back. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Yourself? Eh, not bad. Um, currently holding a copy of Rocket Knight Adventures, practically fondling it. 
<laughs> That's good. Because I really like this game, and it's I'm a huge Genesis fan, so. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It, uh, do you keep your Genesis uh, games in a garbage bag next to the, the, <laughs> the shelf like we do? No, no, I, I stack them all up underneath the shelf because I don't have a better place to put them. <laughs> but I keep all my boxed ones in very nice place on on a shelf that I think used to be a TV tray. Maybe you could give us uh, some some tips on some other Genesis games that we should have up. Uh, oh, for absolutely! The club. I would love that. Yeah. I hear uh, Green Dog Speech Surfer Dude is pretty good. <laughs> I've never even heard of that one. Except did you Lucky. just make that one up? <laughs> no, it's oh, no. real. That's a real game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, for anybody who's uh, who's new to the club, maybe they haven't uh, heard the previous episode you were on. Why don't you let them know where they can uh, find you, what um, internet venues or you know book signings you're doing? Uh, if you look up Slightly Livid Gaming on YouTube, you'll probably find me there. I don't know. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we are happy to have you back. And yep. Thank uh, you. we're glad that you're on the East Coast and not the West Coast like uh, one of us thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but most certainly not least, I want to welcome the, uh, the head, the spear point, the uh, driving factor and chief editor, cinematographer, filmer, <laughs> scripter, although I don't think a lot of it is scripted, um, <laughs> and overall creator of Retro Nonsense. Actually, I guess in every aspect, because they're his children. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we welcome Duke. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be on. Yeah, we are happy to have you. Thank you. So, um, for any of our listeners who might think Duke's voice is familiar, it's because he sends in uh, audio questions quite frequently to uh, another great podcast, the uh, the Retro Rejects. So, uh, yes. but see, the the thing that confuses me is whenever they read those, they call you Mark. So, yeah. what's with the Duke? That's uh. That's my nickname going back, uh, gosh, all the way back to um, sixth grade. Um, wow. So you, it's, it, I didn't acquire the nickname by any typical means. Um, my last name is uh, German. It's Mildenberger, which mm-hmm. is obviously quite a ma- uh, mouthful. And back in sixth grade, a fellow classmate would tease me by calling me Mildendukey. Um <laughs> So it... <clears throat> I was known as Milden Dookie. Uh, I was a bit of a goofball, and um, I, the, the name kind of fit. But um, that slowly, over time, uh, morphed into Duke. So, uh, yes, That's my name funny. is derived from poop, poop. I guess, more or less, because Dookie was... That know, is funny, wow. Name. I just assumed you were a really big fan of Green Day's first album. Uh, not a fan of Green Day at all, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> so that's the... So, yes, most people call me Duke. That's cool, though, because he sort of was using it uh, as an insult, and you were like, you know what, I'm going to take that and make it my own, and uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He was kind of a friend. He wasn't really picking on me, but he was just joking around with me. But it, it really <laughs> caught on quickly, and I was Milden Dukey all through, you know, elementary and middle school, and then I just said, you know what, Duke sounds cooler. So <laughs> I said, you know what, it's not Dukey or Milden Dukey, it's Duke. So <laughs> Fair call, fair call. I might call you Milden Dookie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's a retro thing. So go ahead and we'll throw it back. Yeah, that's right. We're going back to old nicknames. 
Um, we are very excited to have the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, your channel is fairly new on YouTube, and yes. I know that myself and my girlfriend and my daughter, and I know that my brother and I don't know if his wife watches YouTube videos or not. She hates us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody that I know that watches your channel instantly uh, falls in love with it. It's, it's very good. So I want you to tell uh, anybody who isn't already subscribed to what is probably the best hidden gem on YouTube. Oh, um, wow. That's what your so channel kind. is. Well, I really appreciate that introduction and those kind words. It really means a lot to me. And your support has been amazing. But uh, yeah, basically the concept is uh, comparing the modern gamers and the modern generation to uh, my generation. And I thought that there's a lot of fun to be had there. There's a lot of comedy to be had there. Uh, my kids are right around that, that prime age of, you know, my oldest uh, Game Boy is 11. And I'm sorry, 8-Bit Bob is 11, Game Boy is 10, and Anime is 7. So they're right at that kind of golden age. Um, those are the years that when I think back of playing Nintendo, uh, NES and Atari, and then into the Super Nintendo, when I got a little older, uh, those are what really draw me back. So this is like the, when I think of my childhood, I think of when I was their age. And uh, there's so much nostalgia and fond memories. And it's so different um, when I was a kid. And if you watch the videos, you'll see me trying to compare my childhood to theirs. Um, and I just think it's a lot of interesting content to be talked about there and it's funny you know we kind of pick on each other and tease each other <laughs> and uh that's kind of the the backbone of what you know the channel is all about and we just you know we do pick up videos and we don't do let's plays or really reviews we just kind of jump in front of the camera and try to get some witty banter going and you know that kind of stuff so it's fun i, I really i'm doing it for you know the kids and for bonding with them um it's, it's really an opportunity. As the kids get older, you don't whip the video camera out as much as you did when they were toddlers and infants. True. So we, our collection of home movies also has waned over time. So this is a good opportunity to, to document this period of their lives as well. So um, I'm really having a blast doing it. Uh, the support in the community has been unbelievable. Um, a lot from you guys, uh, Ram Box and the Cartridge Brothers has been uh, very touching and uh, just unbelievable. So we are just having so much fun, and um, yeah, I can't uh, can't think of much else to say about it. But that's well, us. <laughs> all that support is is very well deserved. I mean, you guys are super entertaining, and and I'm I'm super curious to see when your kids get a little older if they're now going to be just as nostalgic for that same type of era in gaming that you were when you were that age. Like yes. I think it's great that you're giving them that opportunity to see if it if it will pass on, and uh, we I just recently got married um, this year and we we actually just bought a house and I'm gonna be having little ones soon and oh. watching your videos is a huge inspiration for <laughs> what I plan on doing you know when, when my little guys and girls get a little older. It so. is a really uh, good source of bonding. You know, someone that like myself from my generation, I grew up in the I'm 39, so I grew up in the late seventies, early eighties as, as a kid, their age, right. um, it is a great thing that kind of brings us all together. All kids today basically are gamers for the most part. Um, and, and they get so into the roots of video games and we watch the documentaries and they watch a lot of the YouTube stuff with me. And they're so interested in how all this started, um, with the Atari and they, they know so much about it. It's so cool. Um, from watching people like the East egg hunter and, um, a lot of the, I don't let them watch, you know, APGN and stuff like that, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, the ones that I let them watch, they are really 
truly intrigued by this. Um, and it really gives them, I think, a, a deeper appreciation for video games and uh, they can understand the, the art behind it better and uh, get a little more into it as opposed to just throwing in, you know, the latest and greatest game and, and playing it. Uh, it so, yeah, it, it's really, uh, it re really is a good source uh, of bonding for you and your kids. It works well. <laughs> That's great to hear. And it's great to know that, uh, you know, the retro scene isn't going to die. When you hear kids being passionate about retro, it's, it's always exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I uh, I'm really looking forward to what I hope is in the works, which is your review of Zookaitune. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I did a Wikipedia search. I can't find it. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I'll check. I'll check my local EB Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So if you're listening to this show and you haven't at any point gone and watched Retro Nonsense, go do it right now. Pause the show. Whatever is on his channel, I guarantee will be more entertaining than what we say in the next hour and a half. Um, Thank you. And uh, the two videos you should watch is the intro video, and there's another one called uh, Brother, it's Brothers in Arms? Uh, Sib siblings, siblings in Arms. Siblings, siblings in, arms. in Arms. And that's, uh, he made a movie. He, he's a, it's a family that got together, and as a, as a father, finding things to do with your kids is so hard to do, and you made a movie and put your kids in a movie and it's it's just so like they go to, they can go to school now and be like yeah my dad made a movie he's Steven Spielberg <laughs> you know and unless they actually go to school with Steven Spielberg's kids I don't like that. <laughs> it's, that, uh, was, that was fun that was very fun to do and uh, that's uh, uh, yeah that was um, I put a lot of work into that uh, for, for someone like me who's not really a you know a filmographer or anything but uh, I think it turned out pretty good so I'm pretty pretty happy with it and you do, uh, you do all of your recording and editing all on your iPhone. Uh, yes. Not, not because I think it's the greatest thing in the world because that's all I have. So. <laughs> but it works well. I've gotten real impressive. Uh, comfortable and, and um, efficient with uh, using it to film and edit. Uh, so, yeah, basically everything is done through my iPhone. It's, uh, that's just like a testament to the fact that YouTube you, it doesn't – it doesn't mean you have to have like no. huge stadium, like studios and lighting and you know microphones and professional cameras and everything. You can just get in front of your cell phone, and as long as what you have to say is entertaining, um, and really, I can't think of anybody who never has anything entertaining to say. Like everybody, oh, there's always somebody who will want to hear what you're saying. That is very true because I was very um, intimidated at first um, uh, when I started jumping into the YouTube scene. Um, you know, not having fancy software and having great lighting uh, and watching, you know, obviously some of the, the bigger guys um, do such a professional job. Um, I was very like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to, you know, compete, not compete, but e even come close to being anything like this. But then, you know, someone like the Atari creep who, you know, he doesn't do any editing, basically, but he is just you could watch him all day. So it's really about the people behind it. Um, the editing helps. It really does. If you have a nice, um, you know, graphics and, and, and good sound and good lighting, it certainly doesn't hurt. But you, you really don't need it, in my opinion. Some of my favorite YouTubers are people that just sit there and, and talk in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's very true. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm of the same mindset. Now P2 only watches like the super high end production channels, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, Duke, we are like I said, we are happy to have you here, um, and I really hope that people take this opportunity to check out uh, more of your guys's channel because they will be very happy. 
Um, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you've got three. Your kids are all spot on. Like they're <laughs> they're funny. They're intelligent. Um, that, that's a Thank good you. time. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, now that we've introduced our guests, I'm going to turn things over to my charming brother. Um, if he can tear himself away from watching How to Green Screen, uh, he'll be able to tell <laughs> us what game we've all been playing this month. And uh, yeah, do that now. Okay. <laughs> do, uh, do you remember our green screen? I do remember our green screen. Yeah, that's oh, a, that episode makes me cringe. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, this month, we were playing our first Genesis game of the club. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's a surprise that this is the first time. It's been over a year, and this is our first one. I don't know well, why people call us Nintendo fanboys. I don't uh, know why. <laughs> <laughs> but our first game, we uh, decided to go with a little gem, and it's Rocket Knight Adventures. It was actually one a vote. We had a vote of uh, three different games. Um, what was it? Gunstar Heroes... Rocket Knight Adventures and uh, Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2. And it beat them all out. And you know what? I'm super happy that it did because it's a great little game. So it, it was developed by Konami, came out in 1993, which is, you know, it's fairly late in the Genesis life, really. And uh, maybe that's why it got a little overshadowed. Who knows? But yeah, it was fantastic. I enjoyed it. This was actually my first time through. Um, so I don't really have any memories of playing it when it originally came out. But uh, but how about you guys? Did anybody, any of you ever play it before? I'll start with uh, with you, uh, Rambox. Is this your first time playing through it? No, I I first bought this game about a year ago, and I played through the first couple of levels when I had it. Um, I, I think I got up to the fish, the fish boss. That fish boss um, was tough. It was tough. Yeah, and that's probably why I, I stopped at that point. And I put it <laughs> down for whatever reason, and I had never picked it up until... It won the uh, the lottery here to be the Cartridge <laughs> Club game. So, uh, yeah, this was really kind of the first time I played through it. Right on. Well, that's pretty good, though. At least it'll be a fresh experience for you, and we get to hear your perspective from the uh, the fam or oh, sorry, Famicom, <laughs> the uh, Mega Drive version. So that'll be pretty mm -hmm. cool to hear. Um, how about you, James? Is this your first time through it? Well, I, I actually played through it a couple of years ago. I watched the Happy Video Game Nerds review of it. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time I heard of it. And I figured, okay, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. And I saw it at the thrift store for a couple bucks, grabbed it, brought it home, thought it was awesome. I never really played through it um, since then. But um, picking it up for this podcast is like um, I played through it another couple of times. The first time mostly on an emulator on public transportation just to pass the time. Uh, oh, nice. Eh, it's one way to do it. But yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I, I never knew about it until I saw his review of it. So. Yeah. yeah so it's, it just goes to show it sort of went under the radar when it came out, which is too bad because he definitely had potential for, uh, more than what he ended up being. So, right. uh, how about, how about, are you, uh, are you saying he could have launched into the stratosphere? <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow it's yeah. a genesis platformer this is all you're gonna get from me folks <laughs> <laughs> oh wow on that note how about uh how about you duke was this your first time through uh yes it was um i had never heard of this game at all um until it was up for vote for the cartridge club so yeah this was my first time playing i, w I didn't have a genesis um I, I played a lot of it as a you know, a teenager, I guess, because uh, right. my friends had a lot of them, but 
I never owned one, so I didn't get too deep into the uh, world of Genesis until later on in life. So, yeah, this was my first time through. That's a great point because we didn't either. So I wonder if that's why we never really heard of it. Um, how about uh, how about you, P1? Was this your first time through? Um, I remember uh, opening up my Genesis on Christmas morning. I think it was 1994. And the game that my uh, our parents got for us was Rocket Knight, and it was the happiest i think i had ever been to finally have a real console no i uh (laughs) that never happened i we didn't have a genesis my i had a friend who had a genesis and he only played sports games like madden john or uh joe montana um sports talk football or whatever it was yeah yeah. and uh mary lemieux ice hockey um and that's all we played on his genesis he wouldn't play anything else So, uh, How is that Mario Lemieux ice hockey? It's the definitive Mario Lemieux ice hockey. Awesome. <laughs> I actually saw a copy of that. I saw like a, a U.S. Genesis copy of that in a store here for $1, and I, I passed on it. It's worth a dollar. I was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan growing up, so uh, it's, it's definitely worth a dollar. There's a, if you buy it, there's a move. As long as you uh, skate down one of the fire sides next to the boards and then at the red circle cut straight across the front of the net, you can score a goal every time. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Somebody had to say. <laughs> yeah, so no, I never uh, I never played this uh, growing up. And um, it's it's really a shame, I think. Uh, the, the console wars then are probably doing the same thing there now. And anybody who diehard supports one console over the other is really doing themselves a disservice because they're missing out on some, uh, some potentially really fun times, like, uh, like the one we're about to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, um, Ben uh, Ben Rowland actually made a really good point in regards to that, especially in terms of the console wars, and it pretty much comes down to what 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 you're exposed to, what you have access to is is usually what you defend. And if we had a Genesis when the same time we got a Super Nintendo, I'm sure we would have had a completely different experience. Um, but because we didn't, and it just wasn't around for us, I think that's why we sort of lean towards Nintendo. Not because Genesis was was horrible; it was just we didn't have it. And uh, and you're right; I think it is just a shame that we didn't have access to that, because there is a lot of gems out there, and this is one of them. Yeah, but the so, good part, uh, I think that that kind of, I'm glad of that because I I was just like you guys. Uh, a big Nintendo fanboy, but right. I missed out on so much that now I get to dive into. I think it's great, like like yeah. this. Yeah, it's so cool that I missed out on this this stuff because I'm experiencing those 8-bit and 16-bit gems um, for the first time. Um, That's right. As an adult, so it's really cool for me. That's a great way of looking at it, and uh, and I'm in the exact same boat because every time something like this comes up, it's it's just such a huge breath of fresh air yeah, for us. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We thought we knew all the retro games that are great, right? So <laughs> something like this comes along, and it's it's always a great surprise. Yeah. All right, well, with that said, let's uh, let's jump right into the story of the game then. Now, uh, it's a 16-bit platformer, so... <laughs> and who really story, cares? Yeah, <laughs> it's not that deep. However, if you have the manual for the game... The story for it is actually a lot deeper than it lets on when you when you play the game. You turn the game on and, and there's a quick opening of a, a pig army invading your country and you're just sort of uh, trying to stop him after he kids, your pr- princess gets kidnapped. It's your basic stuff. But in the manual, it, uh, it goes into a lot more depth. Um, just out of curiosity, did any of you read the story from the I manual? did. I did, yes. No. No. <laughs> Wait. 
Can I can I go back just a second? Did yeah. you have the the opening where the the pig invaders conquer the land? Not like no. yours. Not no, like yeah, I watched was... that on YouTube though. It was yeah. It's ours better. Is just sort of a pig guy appears in the sky and then you start yeah. fighting pigs. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same image. They just cropped it into this new background to make it a little darker, I suppose, for the North American release. Yeah, which is and funny. He's also, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh no, he's also standing on the top of the tower from Mortal Kombat 2 as he turns around. Yes. <laughs> I saw you write that in the forums and yeah. I, I was right on board. That is totally the Mortal Kombat 2 tower. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm assuming they were trying to go for a darker look, but the Japanese one seems more dark to me. The pigs are coming out, they're chasing away all the uh, you know, the innocent people. It seems a lot more dark to me. But yeah, there's well, I don't know if you want to get into it now. There's a few differences in it. Um, also, at the beginning of each stage, I think the North American version, there's this um, uh, just a close up of Sparkster holding yeah. his sword and just mm -hmm. kind of like ready for battle yeah. against this starry background. Yes. But the, the Japanese funny. version, it's him standing in the center and there's like this little orchestra there's all these band members playing trumpets and drums and everything. And there's this like happy, upbeat tone to it. Like, yay, he's off to, to start yeah. the battle. And it's funny because they kept the music. Like the music in between levels is really upbeat and happy. But they got rid of the band. <laughs> yeah. The Sad. band is cool. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, the best part is if if you um, when you lose and you have the option for continuing, all the band members are around playing and kind of cheering you on. And Sparkster's in the center, and he's he's doing that pose where he he folds his arm, looking like Fonzarelli, cool and everything. And he's he's pumping his arm up in the air. He's all excited. But if you shift it over from yes to no. All the music stops, the band members stop playing, and Sparkster <laughs> just stands there with this dull look on his face. Like, what what are you doing? That is awesome. <laughs> I think that's in the North American version, but they don't have the band. It's just like a blank blue screen. Oh, oh that, yeah. that's too bad. Wow. It's hilarious. hilarious. Anytime that I have to continue, it's like I sit there and play with it for a few minutes before I go, uh, before I decide my uh, to continue or not. Good old Konami, eh? Wow, that is creative. It's fun stuff. <laughs> I love it. So uh, I'll just briefly go over what what the manual sort of describes. Um, just before I do that, though, Duke, did you find uh, that reading the story helped you uh, uh, motivate you to get through the game? Um, I've read this story three times. I don't know what they're talking about. It's, it's <laughs> so convoluted. Really deep. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I wish they would have just like all you needed was like one paragraph, you know, save the princess, find the key, whatever. They're yeah. trying too hard to make this. And then I thought, did, did I miss something? Is this a sequel? Was this already an established story? Um, and that's what it sounds I, like, too. Yeah, because it's like they're all, they're, but my goodness, there's like, what, eight paragraphs of story? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. none of it really matters. It's just, and who wrote this thing? I mean, it's like a, what is, where's that line? I'm, I'm looking through my story now. I got it highlighted. <laughs> I've actually heard. How about heard, this line? What, oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, go no, you go, you go. What could be easier? Maybe throwing a baseball into an empty soup can from 500 feet. But that's beside the point. I mean, what is that? What a random, bizarre description to throw into wow. a, a story. But, yeah, I thought it was very convoluted and unnecessary. But I guess, I mean, that's how it was back then. You tried to make the game a little deeper and give it some more, you know, 
uh, you know, I guess epic feel, but it it fell a little flat to me. (laughs) Yeah, you it really didn't need it. But uh, I mean, I I suppose for those who wanted to have that, it was available. It's just, but it really didn't need it. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll try and sum it up really quickly. Um, There's this evil uh, Death Star type thing, but it's called the Pig Star, I believe. And your country, the country that uh, you belong to, uh, destroyed the people who created this and took the key to it so that nobody else could have access to it. So there would be no harm from it. Um, So they created the Rocket Knights to then defend this kingdom, which had the key to keep people away. So uh, you are one. You're actually an orphan. (laughs) It goes into your backstory, too. You're an orphan. (laughs) You were raised by the, uh, the leaders of the Rocket Knights and you become this promising young Rocket Knight. During this time, there's another Rocket Knight who gets corrupted. His name is Axel Gear. Um, he does some stuff. So your guy Sparkster goes after him, tries hunting him for 10 years. By the time he comes back, that's when the game starts. The, your country's being invaded um, by Emperor Devligus. <laughs> Devo- Emperor, Emperor Baconface. Yeah, he's a pig. <laughs> but it's... De- Devligus, Devligus, Devon, Dev- oh wow, I can't even say it. Yeah. And his pig army, you know. And that's sort of where the game starts off. Uh, Axel Gear, the, the corrupted rocket knight, kidnaps your princess in order to blackmail the king into, into getting the key. And, uh, and that's where it starts off. You're going after them. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that story, P1? Didn't we play Dragon Quest Eight last February? <laughs> <laughs> this goes way deeper than that. That's like this. If you read this, they're talking about the GNP of the land that they live in, yeah. Elhorn, and it's yeah. They really want you to get a feel for the people. Yeah. Um, and Anybody else think they were going for like a Hispanic thing at first? Because like the El Elhorn, El yeah. El Zebulus, and then get to yeah. the. The kingdom has recently come under attack from the nearby Divendandos or something. Yeah, I, I'm like, are they just going for a Mexican thing here? <laughs> but yeah, I think, that's that's a good point. I don't think they were. I think that was just the way I was looking at it. But <laughs> I wonder if they are referencing something. I don't know. <laughs> Some hidden message or something. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder. But yeah, what, what do you think, James? Because when you turn the game on, you really don't get a sense of any of this. Um, do yeah. you think they should have maybe put a little more of this in or... Maybe not at all. I'm kind of of the opinion that I'm playing a 16-bit platformer. If you want to put that in, fine, that's great, but I really don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I actually do think that, I mean, there was a comic book. I don't know if it was a series or just a a one-off, but it was made by the people who made the Sonic comics. Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised if they had plans to, like, make a cartoon series or something about this. And maybe it's just sort of a a launching pad for that. Yeah, like, they made a Bubsy cartoon. Like, Rocket Knight deserved more than that. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Bubsy can go screw himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he definitely deserved a little more than Bubsy, that's for sure. Um, Richard, over in in Japan, was there a large difference in the story at all there? Do you know much about uh, what the manual had to say or anything of that nature? I never bothered to look it up. Uh, I just have a loose cart, um, so I, it never occurred to me to look look too deeply into it. I I got what I needed from the cutscene. Pigs right. bad, possum good. <laughs> that got me through the game. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's all you need. Uh, the law of nature. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it really doesn't need it, and I think this just proves the point. Um, it just goes to show how much difference, I suppose, it could be if you did or did not have the manual. 
especially harkening back to the days where it, all the story was in the manual. This just, uh, I suppose, was holding on to that same uh, same idea. Now that I loved, you know, the fact that you actually had to, you know, I like how they got character backs. I mean, I do like that yeah. uh, aspect yeah. of the older games. Um, my kids had no idea that um, games had manuals back in the day. Um, Isn't when that I, funny? When yeah. I was a kid, I was <laughs> When I was a kid, I mean, we would go on long trips. I would grab a bunch of manuals and just kind of read through them. And, you know, it, it was neat to have that companion to the game. And I do miss that. Um, so that the aspect of having that thick manual with all the, the story in there and the characters and the screens um, in and of itself is, is really cool. But um, you, you just didn't need so much of the backstory with this particular mm -hmm. game, I don't think. But you're right. The uh, the history of the manual, it certainly is missed. <laughs> yeah, that really threw me for a loop. I, I didn't know they had done that. Um, maybe half a year ago or so, I picked up a copy of uh, Batman Arkham City, opened mm -hmm. it up, and there was just a little like yeah. leaflet in there. Yeah. And then it had a little like, if you want the manual, you got to go to this uh, website and, and read it there. And I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't understand it. I didn't know yeah. what that meant. Uh, then I found out that they had been phasing out manuals for a while with, uh, I, I guess I don't buy enough modern games, but it, it just blew me away. Yeah. yeah, it's sad. It really is sad. It I, is. And every now and then you will get one that has it. And it's it's, it's sort of like this, the, the clouds parting. And, and <laughs> there's this moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to smell this manual and, and really appreciate it. <laughs> I actually found a, there's this really terrible first-person shooter uh, called Rogue Warrior. I did a Let's Play of it, so if you like profanity and stupid, watch that. <laughs> uh, and the game actually has, like, a full-length manual. It's wow. Like, got, like, I think 30 pages, and only half of that is in another language. So it's got, like, I think 15 pages of actual manual in wow. two different languages. And it's just like, for this? <laughs> for a game where Mickey Rourke just drops F-bombs and talks about his penis. Great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, if any of you guys are old enough to remember, like, when I was a kid with record players or records, you open that thing up, and there was, like, a gigantic uh, photo shoot in there and, you know, a backstory of the band. And yeah. it's the same thing with music. Um, they kind of tried to do that with tapes. When you got a tape, you would sometimes unfold it like eight times, and it would have the lyrics in there yeah, and stuff, photos yeah. of the band, some backstory. But now with uh, obviously iTunes, that that's gone too. You just yeah. you push a button, you download it, and you got you got your songs. So all that stuff is is greatly missed by me. I think. I remember. I remember always being so angry whenever there was episode. Ever whenever I would buy a cassette and the lyrics weren't in it. Yeah, I was like, "What are you doing? I'm supposed to know what you're saying." I listen to Pearl Jam. How am I supposed to know what Michael Stipe is mumbling on this song? They actually didn't uh, haven't gone back to their first few albums and posted lyrics in those. So, for all I know, he's just saying all the way through. Mama. And people accepted it. All right. Well, enough of the convoluted story, I suppose. But now we're going to slide into the character section, which once again isn't uh, very uh, deep. But we can talk a little bit about Sparkster himself. Um, he is an opossum. He's a uh, he's your typical animal mascot character from the '90s. Um, what do you guys think of him as an overall character? Do you think he could have been more of a, a Konami mascot? Even uh, what, what do you think of Duke about uh, about Sparkster himself? Uh, sure. I mean, just as much as Sonic uh, or I know Mario's not an animal, but that that type of uh, of you know character, right. um, sure, absolutely. But um, 
See, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, as a kid, I had a really hard time um, relating to even games like Mario. I love games like Mario Brothers and, and Sonic and such, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was all the more, um, you know, with games like Contra, Castlevania, you know, I can right. go in my backyard and grab a rope out of the shed and I'm Simon Belmont. Right, I can right. Grab one of my toy guns and start shooting my friends, and I'm one of the characters from um, Contra. But I'm not going to go in the backyard and jump on mushrooms, you know. <laughs> so you, you lose um, an element of, of the interactivity of a game uh, when you have a character like this. So I, I love them because gameplay, again, it's a cliche to say, but it's all about the gameplay, uh, which is harkening back to why the story doesn't really matter because it's right. a great, fun game to play. But you don't have that added element of being able to go fantasize in your backyard about being that character when you have an animal character. So I, I never really gravitated too much towards these types of games uh, as opposed to being Simon Belmont or or uh, Rambo or something like that, you know. Right. That's a great point. And I think uh, something that we can all definitely relate to. You, you definitely wouldn't be running around uh, as an opossum, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Um, how about uh, how about you, James? What do you think about uh, the overall character design and and maybe um, his longevity or what he could have been? I think that it's one of the better character designs for any of the mascots. He's like got a lot of personality and just like the little squeaking yeah. noise he makes when he's surprised when the pig jumps out of the present box. That's fantastic. Right. <laughs> right. And like it's just they convey so much with like his facial expressions and. And all that. And it's just fantastic. And I just love the design. He's a knight with a jetpack and he's a cute little rodent. Like, what's not to love? <laughs> That's a good and, point. They yeah. did do a lot with his personality. And, and that sh- certainly shines through throughout the game, which was uh, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost afraid to read the comic because I'm sure it's just going to be a bunch of awful one liners like the Sonic cartoon. <laughs> yeah, you're probably <laughs> like, right. Like the really bad one, not the one that was surprisingly decent from the early <laughs> 90s. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, what, yeah. did, what did you think, P1, about, uh, about uh, Mr. Spraxter? I really liked him. I liked his design. I liked the way, he, um, you know, he was an orphan. I sort of felt felt for him. I don't care about him being an orphan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I actually prefer him Heartless. to Sonic the Hedgehog, to be honest with you. And I'm glad that this is sort of, it's not the first Genesis game I ever played, obviously, but I'm glad it's one of the, I'm glad it's the first one for the club because I actually think he's a better representation of what the Genesis could have done. Sonic really just has a get one gimmick and let's go fast and that's it. But this game, um, I don't know. He as a character, I think Sega missed out on a big opportunity to, to maybe make him more than he was. And Konami definitely did. They could have carried him over. He's cooler than Crash Bandicoot, that's for certain. Mm, um, that is a good point. They could have carried him on for sure. And I think Nintendo telling Konami, you know, because um, they told Konami, don't make this game for the Super Nintendo, make it for the Genesis. And they did, and then I think they realized their mistake because the sequel, Sparkster, they were like, oh, no, you can make that one for us. Yeah. <laughs> make that one over here. Um, <laughs> and I wonder if maybe they initially did that because, not because they thought it was going to be a bad game, but maybe because they didn't want the competition for another mascot in their roster. You know, they already had Star Fox, they had Mario, they had um, really all the animals, but... Mm. Well, yeah. Bobsy was in there, too, yeah. But uh, yeah, I really... Acrobat. <laughs> yeah, Arrow's actually not that bad of a game. But... <laughs> not that good yeah, of a game. Okay. <laughs> you make a great point. You make a great point. Because I, I, I never, even to this day, I really don't like Sonic. I think this is light years ahead of, of Sonic the Hedgehog. I just never, I, 
I guess maybe because I played a lot of Mario, I, I, and I was trying to maybe compare it to that, I could just never get it. But this, yeah. right away, I put it in right away, and I was loving it. So they really did miss out. This could have been their head mascot, if you ask me, or should have been. Yeah, I agree. That was a, that's a good point. Just, um, uh, you know, imagine a reality where you get a 32-bit uh, a um, sp uh, Sparkster game on the Saturn, and maybe... Oh, that would have been awesome. You know? Yeah. Mm, that would have been great. All right, uh, Richard, what do you think about uh, Mr. Sparkster? Uh, I'm, I'm mostly going to repeat what was already said. Uh, I do like him as a character. I like the way he looks. I like the way he behaves. I think um, James uh, picked out a good point there with the squeak. It, they kind of gave him an Indiana Jones quality, uh, huh. where Indiana Jones is is one of those characters who can handle a lot, and he can persevere, but he always has the worst time doing it. Uh, he, yeah. he seems like he's always one step behind. He's always getting out of something just to fall into another trap. Uh, and that's kind of what I get with Sparkster. He, he always seems a little in over his head uh, and he gets surprised. He gets scared. Uh, different things come from different angles and he's not quite sure what to do at first. That's that's the impression I get from his character. But, you know, he, he is yeah. trained to do this. He, apparently he was raised by the professionals <laughs> to, to take yeah. on these evil pigs and everything. So, uh, yeah, I just, I like his character a lot. And uh, I know there was a, a bit of discussion about, uh, you know, is it too bad that uh, they didn't do more with his character, but because I never knew about him when I was growing up, I don't have any serious attachment to him uh, the way I, I think of Mario or Sonic or someone like that. So it doesn't really bother me that he's not in more because I know there are a couple of games and there was a remake or something out there. Nice, um, nice. But I, I don't mind just having him in this. It, it feels like this is a good game. He's represented well. Uh, every time I look back at this game, I'll remember it fondly. But if he had appeared in, you know, a dozen different games over the course of the Genesis and into the following consoles, who knows, maybe some of them could have been good. Some of them might have dropped off a little bit and then you might be left with a little bit more of a mixed feeling towards him. That's a but good point. I kind of like, like him. Just he, he had a strong intro and then he kind of fizzled. But for the most part, I think people remember this more than the sequels. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And, and that's a good point. Uh, you always run the risk of uh, him being the Sonic if they were to continue on and just having have a 3D blast. Right, exactly. <laughs> or an adventure, or an adventure too. I don't like pinball. those games. I, I know, everyone. Yeah, Spinball. Get it right. <laughs> I love Sonic Spinball. That's a great game. <laughs> there could have been Sparks or Spinball, but now we'll never know. <laughs> that actually would, might have worked because he does bounce off of things like a pen. Yeah. Right. Sparkster boom, rise of Sherry. Uh, Sparkster <laughs> 06. You think Sparkster about it, though, and Sparkster probably has a better life because of this. I mean, you look at someone like Mario. He can't just go into the supermarket whenever he wants. He's going to get mobbed by everybody. Everyone knows Mario. He's going to have a rough time. Sparkster, he can probably slip in there, get his bananas, be at the register, and you know, maybe someone's like, oh, hey, I think I know you. You're Sparkster, right? And he's like, hey, yeah, yeah. And they exchange a few kind words, and he's back to a normal day. Rock How come you never did anything after that? Well, uh, you know, I made enough money on the royalties. I, uh, I just thought I'd retire, you know? I didn't, uh, didn't want to be back at the grind every day, and I did really well. 
I had a couple kids, just, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to do anymore. I think I said all I needed to say, and I just wanted to be there with my family. And, you know, those stupid pigs in the armor. I hate those guys. Screw them. Yeah, well, Sparkster be, could be the Rick Moranis of the video game world. Doing country music now. That's what he is. That's, he's a yeah, country singer. Right. Is he really? It's horrifying. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I, I respect him for his decision to retire and stay retired. I think there's too many people that retire and then try to make a comeback but he he did his part and you know let him retire in peace are we talking about rick moranis or uh or we, are now. we are now we are now okay because i agree the same sentiment for sparkster yeah he, uh, he went out on a high note we'll leave it at that hmm. all right well let's take a minute to talk about the the bad guys of the game then um axel gear he was like the the cool bad rocket knight who steals the princess he was a kind of a kind of a badass, I guess you could say. Shadow the um, Hedgehog done right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought he was pretty cool. I thought he was a good, uh, you know, anti-hero, uh, I guess you could say, because he was actually a good guy. And then, anyway, what did you guys think about uh, Axel Gear? Which turns out is his name. I did not know that from the game, <laughs> but uh, he is Axel Gear. What did you think, Richard, about uh, the bad possum? Uh, well, yeah, that was just going to say that's that's how I knew him. He was the bad Sparkster. He was yeah. the, I didn't know his name or anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he had the same qualities, uh, kind of, well, not the same, but this, I get the same impression from him that I do as Sparkster, where he he showed me everything I needed to know just from his actions on screen. I didn't say anything. All he did was show up, be the bad guy. Uh, he came back in a variety of different forms. He was always there, always one step ahead of Sparkster, always able to just, just when Sparkster's making progress, right. Axel uh, would come in and just <laughs> knock him back a few pegs and say like, ah, no, 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 you're not up for this challenge yet. <laughs> you know, and then you you do fight him in a variety of different forms. And, you know, I, I don't know if we're getting into it already, but, you know, the end level is just mm. one hit after another of, okay, I think I'm done. Okay, I think I'm done. Right. Okay, I think I'm done. Pretty and epic. then, you know, when I got up to him, I was like, all right, that's it. I took out the guy who's been pestering me this whole time. And then, yeah. you know, oh, boy, yeah, there's a little bit more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. He was exactly what he needed to be. Um, I can totally respect the character just based off of his attitude and his stance anytime right. he appeared. Yeah, well and said. was he the was he the one in that scrolling space level that would come out with that big blaster oh. ray that would take up the whole screen? Was that him? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know either. Hmm. It doesn't look like a. You boss. guys know what I'm talking about, right? And that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one guy that comes out. Yeah. I kind of think it was him, but it happened so fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at some screenshots. Hang on. All right, you get back to us. I want to yeah, know. You, you, <laughs> you go ahead. All right. Uh, how about any of you guys? P1, what did you think of uh, Axel? I really liked Darkster. Um, <laughs> I thought, uh, and that's what I call him. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It was cool. He's a yeah, good bad he's guy. Good, yeah. He's he's a good guy turned bad. That uh, it's a great story. You gotta like that. You know, he wanted to steal the ring or the stone or whatever it is that made the pig ship do the thing and. Sparkster was like, it belongs in a museum. So, <laughs> pigs yeah. in armor. Why did it have to be pigs in armor? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I mean he's a uh, he's a good character. He's a good villain. You gotta, I like, I like the when they when they're just simple with it. You know what I mean? You got Mario, you got Wario. 
You got uh, Link, you got Dark Link. You got Sparkster, you got Darkster. Mm-hmm. It works. It does work. You know, I'm glad we weren't fighting like a giant, grotesque pig demon. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. We'll get to that later. How about, uh, how about you, Duke? What did you think of Axley? Anything to add? Uh, yeah, I think Rambox summed it up very well. Um, I, I think I did miss something. I thought you only fought him once. But maybe maybe I didn't notice that that was him uh, coming back and back. Um, I thought yeah. that when you when you fight him um, like towards the end um, and you're hanging onto those poles, you know, that that's him, right? Yes, that's the, yeah. the only time you actually fight him, like, head okay. to head. But there's okay, other times okay. where he's in machines and things like that. Oh, was he the one with the giant stomping robot, too? Was that yeah. him? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I have nothing to add. He's a standard antithesis character, and it worked well. Yeah, he, he definitely did a good job of it. Did no <laughs> you just say rock'em, sock'em, possum? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, it's already a better story than Pacific Rim. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Or that Hugh Jackman rock'em, sock'em. Real Steel. Yeah. That one was a classic. I lost that. It was so awesome, I fell asleep ten minutes in. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> Quick update: right. uh, It was Axel with the the big gun in that. Okay. In that level. Okay. Confirmed. We can we can knock that one off the list then. All right. Well, let's take a second to talk about the big pig guy, um, Emperor Devligus Devontindos. You have to say it with a Hispanic accent. Yeah, Duke, take it away. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. Now, what kind of podcast would get people to try and pronounce words in another language? Though? So, <laughs> yeah. We're not going to do that today. What a terrible idea. <laughs> unless Rambach, unless you want to take a shot at it. No comment. <laughs> but go well, ahead yeah. and, and look forward to Retro Fandango Episode 4 coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and back to the Teddy P. Game. <laughs> well said. All right. But yeah, he's a big pig guy. He, he's he's the big head honcho behind all of the uh, the mayhem that's happening. Uh, they show him early on in the game where he's just sort of a, a figure in the sky. Um, any thoughts on on him in general from uh, from any of you that would like to chime in? I Next. did not make the connection <laughs> that the uh, the guy from the beginning, the decapitated head, uh, was the same guy at the end. Yeah, until <laughs> really? you mentioned it all now, I had no clue that it was the same guy. That's funny. I guess it would be hard because you don't see him really at all until then. I, I you know, at the, the picture of him in the in the manual. I don't. Did he look like that in the game? He's got the spiky shoulders and the. I, I don't recognize that. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I saw all the pigs running around, but there was the big head at the beginning, and then it's all pig, 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 and all you see is Axel. So I kind of thought Axel was the the guy behind it all, and then Fair you get enough. to this big this yeah. big pig guy at the end. Yeah, it's sort of the uh, Final Fantasy IV syndrome. With I don't know, actually, that's going to spoil stuff. We're going to move on. Um, <laughs> Princess Sherry. I think we can skip right over her. If anybody has anything they'd like to add about Princess Sherry, please, please if don't she... spoil Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> if, if Princess <laughs> Sherry jumps up in the air, she floats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, that's because... Princess Cherry. I thought it was oh. Princess Peach. Oh, right, right. I, that's a fruit. <laughs> Whatever. I do have Princess one question watermelon. about her character. What, what, is yes. with, what is with, um, towards the end, the one character 
you see her, but then she turns into one of the bad guys. What is that all about? Oh she, yeah, he was trying to. Someone trick him. was disguised too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a metaphor for Sparkster and Sherry getting married. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if he would have drawn that out a little bit? Like after twenty years of marriage, he's like, "Oh, and by the way, boom!" <laughs> 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 That's the bad ending. That's if you beat them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes of the game, which are the gameplay mechanics. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the overall control system, um, how you use your rocket pack, uh, the responsive controls, that kind of thing. I'd like to hear what uh, P1, what did you have to think overall of the, uh, the controls? I really, I really liked it. Um, you know, I, I'm not, my biggest gripe with the Xbox is the size of the controller. I have small, uh, childlike hands, <laughs> so uh, the smaller controllers generally work better for me. So I think that's part of the reason I was always sort of turned off by the Genesis, because it's a massive Compared to the Super Nintendo controller, it's a big, meaty controller. Um, yeah. But I like that it's simple. There's three buttons, and in Rocket Knight, um, two of them are attack, one of them is jump, or vice versa. Um, so they don't like. There's no gimmicks of do this and this in combination. Um, it's really they they. It's very basic, and I mean, for somebody who is once was once good at platformers and is now much less good at platformers, um, <laughs> it was really. For the most part, uh, I, th I felt the controls were really good. Uh, there was some occasions uh, when I was hanging from branches from my tail that he would keep sliding when I didn't want him to slide, or he wouldn't jump when I clearly hit the jump button. Um, right. And uh, sometimes he moved faster than I expected him to move. It felt like he uh, I would like try to edge my way to a corner, and then I was off the edge. Right. But the, I, had, I had a similar experience with the branches. I know what you mean by that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was the 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 jetpack the or the the rocket pack I suppose mm -hmm. um, was a really really good addition you know um, I really liked that mechanic of being able to I didn't have to wall jump I just had to shoot my face into the wall and then <laughs> the game would take over yeah yeah they did a Konami did a great job and it almost like because the controls are so basic. Um, Although with the happen to angle, it, it almost could have been a Nintendo game, except for the fact that you have to angle. And I did like that on the the Genesis. Sorry, the Genesis uh, controller. You could it has the little arrows for the, you know, the ninety degree or the forty five mm -hmm. degrees up, you know, for shooting into the walls. Whereas with the Super Nintendo controller, I'd have to figure out that I could push in that direction. Right. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, is that you uh, playing with the controller? No, that's uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and her daughter playing Smash Bros. Uh, behind okay, me. Okay, okay. Um, since stick going wild. Yeah, yeah. Since we bought that game, it's been on. Uh, we have attained the leave game on for 10 hours trophy, leave game on for 20 hours trophy, and leave game on for 40 hours trophy. Um, and it came out Friday. So I'm going to be in the market for a new Wii U. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. They're kicking the snot out of each other right now. Okay. <laughs> They're fighting to see who has to do the dishes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a great way to solve problems. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. The, the controls were all really responsive, and for the most part, never had any problems with them as I went through the game. Um, uh, what about uh, what about you, Duke? How, how did you get uh, feel with the uh, overall controls? Uh, yes, this is definitely one of the areas where the game shined. Uh, absolutely spot on. Had no problems. Uh, uh, it was very um, responsive, very tight. I don't know about you guys. I didn't use that spin attack. I don't think at all. Did any? Is that? No. You know, I didn't. When you, 
I used it you know, where you propel forward and obviously bounce off the wall. Right. Side. Yeah, I didn't even awkward. know there was a spin attack till today. Okay, I so yeah. <laughs> I was in the same boat as you, but once you realize how powerful the spin attack is on bosses, you really? will bruise through that game. Like I, I got to the the very end on hard mode without losing a life just wow. using the spin attack. Uh, wow. During hard situations, it makes you invincible for a, a period of time while destroying enemies. It's yeah, it's, I would use it for that. Uh, sometimes you need that little moment of inc- invincibility. Right. But I found that uh, towards the end, I would actually use it a lot by accident when I I meant to rocket forward, uh, but then okay. I my thumb would slip or something. I don't know if it's my controller or my motor skills, but I would just fumble it, and then I would end up doing that spin attack when I really wanted to do the right. rocket move. I, I like how actually, in the middle of uh, in the middle of Duke's uh, description of the gameplay controls, you decided to go. Yeah, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it, but just so you know, I'm so good at games that I got all the way to the end on hard mode without dying once. Tell us more how you struggled with the spin attack. It was the, the spin only thing attack. I would say, um, maybe not really as a negative, but I wish they would have incorporated some of the uh, gameplay elements in more of the levels, like the hanging off your tail was yeah. only done in like one level, and. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bouncing off the walls, you know, when you shoot up that, uh, I think it was level two or three, where you're bouncing yeah. up the, that was only done in, in that one area. And they were, they were so fun to do. I just yeah. wish they would have incorporated those gameplay elements in all the levels instead of just, you know, in one level per per element, I guess. Yeah, you're right. And, and overall, I mean, the game did feel pretty short. Um, I feel like maybe just because I was enjoying it so much. I, I'm not sure. But uh, but you're right. I wish they had a few more levels where they could implement uh, the rocket pack more. Um, yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a lot of these games, though, that you a lot of people have the same complaints that there was a lot of good things, so much good to it, but it felt really short. But it it might be the case where if the game were extended and they did right. use it more, it might not feel as special. You might start yeah. to get a little tired of it. it. It might start to feel like, all right, I've done this a bunch of times already. So Good point. Yeah, I, I think there is a balance there. Sometimes short and sweet is the way to go. And that, that might be why this game kind of sticks out a little bit. It's because you really want more but they don't give it to you. So you just have that feeling of, ah, oh, it's so good, but you know, I just yeah. want that little bit more. And that's right. why you go back and play it again and again. Yeah. That's I think the good. overall length of the game was perfect. I, I don't think the game needed to be longer at all. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about putting some of those gameplay elements in yeah. more, more spread out through, through some of the deeper levels. Cause once you get past mm-hmm. level two or three, you're just, it's basically just sky, side scrolling and platform. There's no tail hanging. You don't need to use your rocket to jump up the walls as much. True. I don't know if they were just um, rushing to get it done or something like that, but I was well, like, where is this stuff, you know? <laughs> no. They might have been worried that putting too much of it in would turn people off because it is a very different mechanic from what we would have been used to back then. Yeah, fair enough. And, sure. and it seemed, seems like blast. they were doing... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry, it just seems like they were experimenting a lot with different uh, level design uh, because even though you don't do the the tail swinging a whole lot, you know, you've got swimming, you've got yeah. side-scrolling shooting. Uh, there are times when you're on that uh, little um, that minecart wheel thing. Yeah. You know, right. they, they throw a lot of different stuff in this game. You're always going to something different. So, yeah, Good each point. one of those sections is short, but there, there are a lot of them, and they're all pretty fun. Absolutely. The variety in it was phenomenal, for sure. Yeah, it definitely uh, never lets you get bored of any one thing, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, James, how did you feel about the overall control scheme? 
Uh, well, I mean, I like everyone said, it, it's very tight. It's very responsive. Everything works pretty much perfectly. I have no complaints about the controls in the game at all. And that's kind of a rare thing for me because I usually find at least something that doesn't work all that well with the controls. But here, it, it's just, it's simple. I mean, like, three buttons and a D-pad. Like, you'd be surprised at how often people screw that up, but here they just <laughs> did it perfectly. Yep, you're right. Yeah, they certainly, uh, they knew what they were doing and they... Uh... They definitely got it done. There's no no dope. All right. Well, how about the difficulty? Um, because the controls were great. So you know the difficulty is sort of uh, it's on you because controls are responsive. But did anybody find it overly difficult? Were there any particular <coughs> levels that stood out for you, some challenging areas or maybe bosses? Um, James, let's, let's start with you. That train boss was a pain in my neck. <laughs> he was hard. He was hard. Yeah. I mean, even when I figured out that spinning thing, like, it's still, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I thought that the game had just the right amount of challenge. At first, it was really kicking my ass. You know, it's a, it was it, it's a 16-bit platformer. Those are generally pretty challenging unless they're Kirby. Right. You know, um, <laughs> and, you know, nothing against Kirby. I love Kirby. I have, I like a game when it's just, like, that easy sometimes. But with with this game, like, after you figure it out, I still haven't played it in children's mode, and I'm kind of tempted to to see if it's <laughs> really easy. But uh, after you figure it out, I'd say that the difficulty level is just right. There are some hard parts, some easy parts, but overall, I'd say that it's a pretty fair, you know, thing. You never feel like, because the controls are so good, you never feel like you got robbed or cheated. Right. It's sort yeah. of on you if, if you make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, was there any other uh, challenging areas throughout the levels that stood out for you? Uh, geez, uh, not not really, but it's been probably about a week since I sat down and actually played the game to a gotcha. great extent. But gotcha. no, it's um, it again. The train boss was probably the really hard <laughs> part. Yeah, that's the one where you're fighting on the minecart, right? It, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. I never, that I didn't have a hard time with that one. Um, a lot of the other ones uh, I did. One. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't beat the game because, let's be honest, I don't think anybody expected I was going to beat this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, How far did you get? The level after the zone where you have the reflection of the oh, lava to jump. That was I, actually pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, I oh, loved yeah, that. That, that stage was, was so cool. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then it yeah. was. I think after that, you're fighting. It's like a big snake thing or something that you know I beat him. I can't remember. Oh, so like Whatever the level after that is. I think it's like level three four. Or four or something. Yeah, I didn't uh, get very far. I'm not very good at platformers. I played it on children's mode, and I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> uh, and I still... it was I was having enough fun playing it, even, like, even though I wasn't winning, I would still... When I saw progression, I, would, or I was still seeing progression. Like, I learned very quickly that the first boss, when you're falling down the waterfall, when he comes at you from the bottom, face out and attack... And then if you face the wall and he comes from the top and you attack, then both times you hit him with your sword before he touches you. Right. Um, and the train boss, I just kept, because I didn't know about the spin attack, I just kept jumping and attacking, and I, I easily beat him. But uh, most of my deaths came from the platforming in the middle. Boss fights I can do. I used to come up with boss strategies for Warcraft bosses all the time, but I never had to jump you know, from one ledge to another then. Uh, so most of my difficulty came in the, in the platforming itself. Uh, and falling down holes. <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. All right. How about uh, how about you, Richard? What was your uh, any bosses that has to do for you? Um, and what was the overall uh, difficulty for you? 
Uh, difficulty, it, it took me by surprise. It, it's one of those games where you really have to sit down and focus um, and hone your skills and, and really learn how to play the game. Uh, once you get that down, um, I'm kind of the opposite of P1. The, the platforming didn't seem to be a problem. The only time I had issues with it was if I was rushing. And if I, if I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing, then I would fall off a platform or you know, hit a spike or something like that. Um, it really was the boss battles that gave me the most difficulty. Uh, the first couple are fairly easy. Um, the fish was the first one that really gave me trouble. Uh, yeah, and that was the one, that's where I stopped that first time I played it. Um, but once you get a hang of what you're supposed to do and you really have to be patient, uh, that it's not a boss battle where you can just hit them a few times. You got to wait for your spot, get your hit in, wait for your spot again. Um, I, I don't think I really had any, oh no, no, no. There was one other boss battle. The, at the end of the space scrolling, there was, mm -hmm. uh, what was it? It was like a robot that its that arms and legs came out. It would <laughs> yeah. fire a few shots and then it would bounce up and down on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it just took me a while to realize where I had to go. Uh, and then there was that, that airship mm -hmm. kind of thing also in space. Hard, yeah. That one um, gave me a little bit of trouble just trying to get around it and, and find out exactly where you're supposed to keep yourself positioned and, and when you're supposed to hit. But, you know, that that's the game in a nutshell. It, it's all about trial and error, finding the right way to do it, finding your pacing of when to attack, when to wait, when to charge for a rocket uh, boost or whatever. And, you know, right. it, it's the kind of challenge that keeps you coming back. Um, you, you get a little frustrated here and there if you can't get, if you know what to do and you can't do it, but if you're still figuring it out, you, you get that feeling of, all right, I want to try it again. I want to see if I can figure out exactly how I'm supposed to do this. And, uh, I, I just enjoyed it for what it is. It, it's a really fun, really short, but, uh, challenging platformer. Yeah. Well said. And that's the beauty of, uh, the 16 bit days is it was so hard that it, but but fair that it was rewarding when you actually completed something and uh, it's just something that sadly is lost throughout the years um i don't know mm. about you guys but my first time through what stood for me for being a really hard part was that section where it's like on fire and a, a fire beam oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I, oh, I I, i'm not good at that even right now oh that was so frustrating yeah, <laughs> yeah in, it, in the castle right yeah, in the castle, yeah. yeah. And there was always one beam that, no matter what I did, always seems to hit me. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, Duke, how about you? Uh, overall, what was the difficulty like for you and any challenges or bosses that st stood out for you? Yeah, you guys um, summed it up fairly well. I think, I think the difficulty um, was perfect. It was just, uh, I never felt overly frustrated, um, right. but it was, it was certainly challenging. Yeah. Um, and it, it, again, it's a classic um finding the patterns with the bosses and memorizing them and going back. And every time you go back, you get a little bit further because when you get to the next boss, you don't know the pattern yet. You die a couple of times. You have to go right. back to the beginning. And I, I like that. That to me is, is very rewarding to uh, every time you play it, you get a little bit further and you get a little bit further and until ultimately you get to the very end and you'll have to go through it, you know, several times over. Yeah. But when you when you beat a game like this, it is very, very satisfying because it is not to the point of frustration as far as its difficulty, but it is it is a challenge. And if I had to mm -hmm. pick three uh, or a couple of the areas that were very challenging for me, that that darn robot, the giant stomping robot where you got to rocket to the left and then jump in another robot and then fight 
Oh, right. Yeah. Rock and Sock oh, and Possum. I, I had the yeah. hardest time. Yeah. yeah. That, that is the one area, I'm not going to lie, I jumped on um, the internet just to get some people's playthrough descriptions. Because yeah. I, I, I was like, what do I do? Every time I get – I had a hard enough time getting in the robot. And then um, once you get in, he just – I couldn't get a hit on him. Um, and yeah. then I just – I kind of – what I read on the internet wasn't that helpful. I just finally realized just kind of back up and just wait and kind of get a little pattern going. But I had right. a really hard time with that. And um, what else did I have a hard time with? Um, you know, I, one, say, uh, one thing I will say that I liked is I liked how the enemy – it's basically a platformer to the bosses. I liked how the enemies in between were just one hit. Mm-hmm. It made it really satisfying and fun to just plow right. through those people and not get overly frustrated with any enemies before the bosses. And it had sub-bosses, and I, I liked that it was just like a platformer to the bosses, and the stuff in between was so easy. But again, very, very, and the sounds you, it makes when you hit them, and uh, just very, very satisfying to play and plow through those enemies like that. I'm glad yeah. that they did that and made it not have challenging enemies for the most part. I mean, some of the flying levels, it was kind of difficult when you get to the, like, the Life Force style uh, mm-hmm. shmup uh, where you're, <laughs> yeah. you're dodging bullets everywhere. Uh, that, that was somewhat challenging, but um, uh, I, did, I did like how the stuff in between was fairly easy. Yeah. Um, it made it, it made it, it, it kind of gave you some fun in between the, uh, the bosses, but yeah, the boss battles is really where the, the, for me, the challenge came. I didn't have a problem with the train one. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, I thought the end boss was fairly easy. It was, uh, you could, you could pick the patterns out pretty, pretty easily, but, uh, yeah, yeah so it was, it was definitely a, a nice, a nice, uh, a nice challenge, but not, not very overly difficult where it was, uh, you're throwing a controller against the wall or anything. Right. I agree completely. It just fit that balance perfectly. And yeah, that's hard to do. And I, uh, like P1 said earlier, this game was so good that I feel like it could have been on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sparkster for the Super Nintendo. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I think I played uh, both of them a bit. <laughs> I think the difficulty is it's a testament to how much attention Konami put into this because. Clearly, the, the five of us all have different uh, levels of skill with platforming games and this type of game. And each one of like to hear us talk about it, we're all talking about the difficulty as if the difficulty was at the right level. And clearly, the difficulty that would have been at the right level for P two isn't the same that would be at the right level for me. So by putting in the option to you know children easy, normal, hard, um, insanity, and P two level, um, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> it made it uh, like. They really made, and the only thing they had to change, because the, the the game itself was so balanced, if you change the difficulty, the only thing that actually changes is the number of continues and the number of lives you have. Yes, exactly. yes, and I like that too. That you know, it doesn't. The monsters don't get harder. It doesn't yep. take more hits to kill a boss. You know, the platforms aren't smaller. The road isn't made of device. They just yep. say, okay, well, if you're that good at games, don't get hit. Yep. Isn't insanity mode or the hardest difficulty like you take one hit and then it's pretty much over, or something like that? I read in the manual also. I think, I think yeah. on the hardest level, you don't get um, health replenishment from the fruits. I believe as well. Um, um, somebody did it though. Didn't somebody post in the forums that they beat it on the the one hit kill version? Not me. That then they're a gamer greater than I. That version, yeah. is, uh, you actually have to use a code to unlock it. So I'm not sure okay. if that's what they were referring to or not. I'm not sure. But, I think uh, you're right. I heard that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, that is the really hard. And I think it's actually only in the uh, Japanese version that you can even do that. I don't think they um, released that on the American version. Yeah, there is something. There are some codes, I think, that are exclusive to the Japanese version. There was something about unlocking a harder difficulty, and uh, you can also get a level select code. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, cool. That is nifty. <laughs> Very cool. Which I may I just, or may uh, not have used. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to back up, I did remember one other part uh, that sure. I thought was very challenging. Um, was what, There's robots uh, towards the end where you couldn't kill them, and you had to drop down ahead of them. You guys remember? Oh, oh yeah. God. I got oh, stuck. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. So yeah. You had to hurry up and get in that little transporter door before they got to you. That I, I had a hard time with, too. <laughs> I didn't even know that was how you were supposed to do it at first because I got into the first chamber um, and I saw one on the other side and he dropped down and I'm going down. And then uh, (laughs) I was taking my time. I didn't know it was a race. I was just going down and then this guy hits me. I die. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was so low on health. So I start back up at the top again. He goes down like, okay. I'll, I'll get through it this time, but I'm still taking my time. I go down, and he hits me again, and I'm gone. I'm like, what, what's going on here? I, I just had a full uh, thing of health. That's and cool. then I finally realized, okay, this is a, a race. And, yeah. yeah, it took me a little while. I, I think I, I had to start the game over because I lost too many lives yeah. just oh, taking no. my time there. That's a, It's just another great example of another awesome mechanic they put in just to, yeah. to mix it up a bit, you know? Exactly, I, right. I, I love it. Fresh all the way through. It was great. Yep. Let's talk a bit about the uh, the sound for the game because the soundtrack overall was really catchy. I don't know about you guys, but I've been humming the main theme to this song all month. Uh, did you guys uh, feel the same thing? Did you have uh, as much enjoyment from the sound as I did? How about you, P1? Uh, I think there was something wrong with mine because the sound was really tinny. And, um... <laughs> and then, uh... you're playing it on a sync. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, it, the sound was, I agree with you, the sound was great. It, uh, catchy tunes that didn't get too repetitive. My ears didn't bleed up to level four anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay. <laughs> no, that's when I died and I didn't get any further. Oh, so. right. <laughs> and, you know, beyond that point, it could turn into, you know, the zits or whatever it is, the, that band from Degrassi that nobody else will know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shout out to our Canadian listeners. That's <laughs> us, yeah. All right, how about you, James? What did you think about the uh, the overall soundtrack? I thought it was great. The uh, opening theme song or whatever, the first level theme was fantastic. The rest of the soundtrack is just very solid. I mean, most Konami games generally had really good soundtracks, and I think this is just one of the better ones. Yeah, you're I don't right. think it's up. Yeah, I don't think Go it's ahead. up to par with like, uh, say, some of the Castlevania games like uh, Dracula X with its funky disco version of Vampire Killer. Right. Um, or like uh, bloodlines, but I think that it's uh, at least that first level theme is I think up to par with them. But the rest of it's still very solid. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and I felt the same thing about the uh, the sound effects. They were all very rewarding, and and everything just made the right sound. Did you uh, any sound effects or anything like that that stood out for you, James? Uh, the squeak. Like, I love the, the squeak. squeak. <laughs> right. A perfect example. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, how about you, Duke? What did you think about the overall sound? Uh, yes, uh, I think, uh, you know, I did make a note of the music was really, really good, except for, I thought it, it, it took a, a kind of went off uh, course a little bit. I think it was level two where it kind of sounded like carousel and carnival music. 
and I, I lost like the first level. It was very adventurous um, yeah. in the opening screen. And also the boss battle music is great. It, it kind of pumps you up. But then yep. they got this weird like carousel music when you're on the mine cart. That, that, I think that's the part. Oh, and that, I actually really uh, like that. It, I got so annoyed by that. I wanted to turn the dang volume down because it was like, <laughs> it was grating to me. It was like, what is going on? So I, that, besides that one small complaint, yes, the music was, was very good. Um, and the sound effects uh, were, were really, really solid, too. Um, now, coming, the first thing I noticed when I put it in, again, not being a big Genesis uh, person back in the day, mm-hmm. was it sound very, it sounded very Genesis-y, where yeah. it really, it really kind of um, it reminded me of, like, uh, I guess, Sonic music. And um, I guess a lot of the, so- the Genesis games have a, kind of a simil- similar sound, and this really stood out. And same thing with the sound effects, too. They were very, very familiar to a Genesis game to me. So I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, yeah, it's sort of it's its own thing, you know. You, there's there's never a question separating the sound from a Super Nintendo or a Genesis. Yeah, and uh, and this definitely played it off quite well. Yeah, yeah def- definitely one of the better ones. Um, what about you, Richard? What do you think overall of the sound? Uh, my initial thoughts were good but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it, it's fitting. It does the job. But uh, the way I judge sound for games, uh, there's two different ways. One, for, for a, like a big um, story-driven game, does the, does the sound uh, kind of fit the mood? Does it make me feel the way I'm supposed to feel in this situation? Do I feel scared? Do I feel uh, elated? You know? uh, but for a game like this, it, I judge it the way you, you said at the beginning, humming. If I find myself humming along to the song as I'm playing, I think it's a good soundtrack. Uh, if I don't, then I feel like uh, maybe it's not so good or maybe it's just kind of so-so. Uh, but as I played through it over and over, because I had to play it a few times before I beat it, uh, it did start to grow on me, especially the, the main theme which I think is yeah. pretty pretty good. Um, but yeah, it, it's good. The sound effects impressed me a bit more. I think there, there's a lot of... Uh, they pack a lot of punch. Some of the explosions are really nice. Um, a lot of the, the hits, it, it just feels appropriate. So I like it. Uh, I, I think it's not the greatest, but it's definitely good. Yeah, definitely uh, gets the job done. There's no doubt about that. Um, there was one other sound effect I'd like to bring attention to. That's at the very start of the game when it shows the pig dude. He uh, does a laugh or some sort of taunt. It's like a three sound effect. Uh, does anybody here know what I'm talking about? He's floating up in the air. It. He bounces and he makes this weird sound. Were you drinking when you played? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have to slice that into the the, uh, the podcast therapy one right now. Okay, I'm going to put that in now. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, that definitely, uh, I'm not you don't, you don't tell me what to do. I splice what I want. <laughs> but anyway, it is weird. We'll leave it at that. I was wondering if anybody else drew attention to it, but I guess not. All right, well, let's talk about the graphics because they're all bright. They're vibrant. It's very detailed. Uh, I could have easily mistaken this for a Super Nintendo game because it's just that good. All of our Genesis fans are going to hate us now, by the way. <laughs> but, I hate uh, you already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was well designed, well detailed, but I want to know what you guys think about it. Um, James, what did you think about the, uh, the graphics overall? I think that anyone who trash talks my Jenny is going to get punched in the face. <laughs> no, uh, I really thought the graphics were, like you said, bright, colorful, vibrant. 
Uh, the characters looked very expressive, like I mentioned before. Everything is just the graphics are phenomenal. It's yeah, it's um, probably one of the best looking games on the Genesis. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, I, in fact, I struggle to try and think of one that looks as good as this. Um, I'm sure that there's some out there, and maybe one you guys know. But Duke, what did you think about the uh, graphics? Yes, I thought they were excellent. Um, the the side scrolling effect uh, stood out to me right away. Um, I thought that was really uh, was very multi layered. Um, I don't know, I'm not sure what it how it was compared to other you know other games in that respect, but um, like with the the um, I guess this uh, level one two where you're flying, um, right? It stood out there. Also, when you first start and you see the castle in the background, and the birds come yeah. out. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool attention to detail too, like. Uh, when you're in the castle and you can see like the, the clouds moving in the windows and then you come up to the top and the boss is kind of waving around behind the windows. All those little details I thought were really well done. And when you come out of the uh, mine cart and his chickens are like kind of fluttering around you, just those little kind of things. I miss that in, in, in the games. And I, I'm glad they put those little nuances in there. It really added to the fun, the fun level of the game. So the, I thought the graphics were really, really good. Yeah, that's a great point. It was just those little details that just yeah. sort of made it pop, right? I, I agree completely. And uh, what's it called? Parallax scrolling, I believe it's called. Parallax scrolling. Yeah, parallax, so, yeah. So much of it. It was just so nice, so detailed. Um, what did you think, Richard, of the uh, graphics? <laughs> uh, I agree with what everyone's saying. Um, it looks really good, unfortunately, because the game moves by so quickly. You don't really have a chance to notice all those little details as you're playing it. True. Uh, but now, like looking at screenshots, you realize just how much detail is in there and how different each environment looks. Yeah. Um, I'm looking right now at the uh, the backdrop for when you're doing one of those uh, side-scrolling ones where all the the pig missiles are flying up at you and you have to dodge yeah. them and right. the background is just filled with smoke and buildings and they go into the distance uh if you look at the space levels there's such detail in there with the, the stars and the patterns in the background meteors and moons things flying back yeah well. um, a lot of the the color that was used i mean you go to some environments that are very hot lots of reds and oranges and mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the way that the, it reflects off the water in that one oh, level yeah. where you have to look for the platforms. Uh, there's uh, curtains of water, waterfalls. At one point, you're even fighting a boss in the water. Uh, yeah. There's really a lot of great attention to detail in the backgrounds and the environment. It's really pretty to look at. Yeah, yeah I like game. how there wasn't time in this game, too. I like how you could just stand there if you want it and look around. Uh, I like the, yeah. that aspect, too, the lack of a timer. That's a good point that I didn't even think about. Uh, that's a great addition that I should yeah. have taken note of. <laughs> yeah, it really gives you the time to enjoy. Yeah, um, but if you stand there too long, he takes off his helmet and does the let's go, let's go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Don't want to get him angry. <laughs> uh, P1, what did you think of the overall graphics? As an, as an outsider looking in, this just shows that the Genesis was as capable if not the genesis was as capable of, of uh putting out games there that super nintendo fans would have loved like i mean we're, we're trained like okay super nintendo looks like this and genesis is less but it's not it's clearly not this game is gorgeous um the background details are good the sprites are all a good size you can t the pigs are like you can even all of it it looks really good and i don't want to use the phrase it looks like it could have been on a super nintendo because <laughs> I'm sure that if this is the first game 
that we're saying this for. There have got to be other Genesis games that look this good. I can't um, wait to see that. And it's, uh, you know, it just shows that, I don't know, it's, it's another reason to, to go back and play through the, the system that we missed. It's funny how, you know, I never would have guessed this was, this was a Konami game if I didn't know. Right. Because when I think of Konami, I think of Life Force, Contra, Jackal, and all those kind of gritty... Yeah, Castlevania. A little more, yeah, Castlevania. The more, and I never would have guessed this was a Konami game. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it was yeah. actually made by the guy who made, I think, uh, Contra 3, Contra yes, Hardcore, and Shattered Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yep. Mm. Cool. <laughs> also, bringing up the Genesis graphics thing, I did grab a few games off my shelf that I think compare in graphic <laughs> capabilities. Oh, please, please share this. Altered Beast? <laughs> no, that, that game sucks. I'm, and now I now I angered the Genesis fans. Uh, the Adventures of Batman and Robin, oh, Eternal right? Champions. Yeah. Landstalker, The Treasures of King Null, Rystar, that's probably the big one. Yeah. Uh, the Echo the Dolphin games, and uh, the last couple Sonic games, like Sonic 3, Sonic uh, and Knuckles, and 3D Blast. I hate to praise that game, because it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, I would throw Aladdin in there as well. Yeah. That's a fantastic-looking yeah. game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the Disney zone. games, most of the, yeah, that too. Most of the Disney games were generally very good-looking on Genesis. Yeah. yeah. But I love Aladdin Echo. Is, yeah. You brought up Echo. That looks beautiful. Oh, oh yeah, totally. I yeah. love, I love that game. Yeah, it, it looks great game. until you realize you're just playing as a dumb dolphin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And this episode will now be banned by PETA. Screw <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The game was already banned. Dude. You're hitting dolphin. You're hitting pigs in the face with a sword. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eat a ham sandwich. Peter can go screw themselves. <laughs> Man, I want a ham sandwich. Me too. Mm. On that note, let's uh, let's switch on over to our uh, our lasting impressions for the game. What were our overall thoughts? If you want to give it a rating, you can. Just sort of, would you recommend this to somebody now who hasn't played it then? So uh, let's start with you, P1. Let's start with you, James. <laughs> uh, I would thrust this game into somebody's face and scream at them to play it. Yeah. Okay. Good. It, so yeah. you don't have to be a hardcore Genesis fan to love this game. You could be. Oh no, not at all. Right. I agree completely. What about uh, what about you, Duke? What are your overall? Thoughts? I give it a ten out of ten. This is this is the uh, the perfect sixteen bit side scrolling game. I, I just really not much. To, I mean, I had to find things bad to say about it, but really, it's it's near perfect. Loved it. That's a great point. When you have to try and find things that are bad, that's yeah. that's a pretty good sign. <laughs> um, how about you, Richard? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a game worth playing. Um, I I want to say that it, it's a shame that a lot of contemporary gamers, uh, younger gamers, people who are into just the latest thing and don't want to look back are never going to experience something like this just because <laughs> they will never think, oh, I'm not going to play this dumb old game where you play as a possum <laughs> running around. I want something that looks real and now, you know, right, right. this is just a fantastic example of what games used to be and, and hopefully some of them still are. Uh, trying to go for something as innovative and imaginative and fun. Uh, it's just a wonderful game. It was well summed up. Uh, any thoughts, P1? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was bringing up Twitter for the next segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked, P2. I, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I really, I loved it. I haven't beaten it yet. I'm going to go back and beat it. Because of this game, Sparkster has been added to my want list of Genesis games. Um, and I, I definitely would recommend this to, to anybody to play. When it doesn't matter what your skill level is with platformers, because, you know, there and there's no shame in playing on children mode. I played on children mode, and uh, I, I'm proud to say that, you know. P2 <laughs> played on uh, developer mode, and uh, where they actually take out half of the pixels, and you have to guess what's happening. And he enjoyed that. You know, <laughs> oh, it, uh, it's it's fun. It's got decent music. The graphics are fantastic. The gameplay is easy to pick up, and uh, I can't see any reason why anybody shouldn't. If you have a Genesis and you see this game in the wild, you can get it for about ten bucks. It's definitely worth ten dollars. You should you should pick yeah. it up for sure. And it, is uh, it that cheap? Wow. Yeah. I think I think card only. Yeah, definitely be about ten dollars. Uh, yeah, I think Duke I, got a really smoking deal on his. He got his complete in box, I think, for sixteen or something like that. I got it for sixteen. Unfortunately, it didn't have the manual. I had to print that off PD, uh, the computer. But oh, okay, it still was very good, 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 good condition box, though. I, yeah, I think I think sixteen bucks uh, from according to eBay is probably about the low end of the market value for that. So yeah, that is pretty. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely worth it. It's a it's a platformer because when you think about sixteen bit platformers, you you don't think. Rocket Knight Adventures. You think uh, awesome Mario possum Sonic. kicks Doctor Machino's butt? Yeah, like, that's what they should have called it. That's the that's the Japanese name. No, no, that's a game I have on my shelf. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> awesome possum kicks Doctor Machino's butt. Oh wow! wow. That's it's an environmentalist propaganda game wow. where you play as a possum. The the there's like four frame rates per hour, and he never <laughs> shuts up. He's always like, I'm awesome. Wow. <laughs> I'll clean up this world yet. And at the end, he kicks Dr. Machino in the butt. Nice. And he's wow. literally... I know what, he's, uh, yeah. That's going to be my march boat right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, beautiful Joe. Um, oh, no, no, no. You, you want to know the worst part about that? I actually got that game uh, at the same store that I that had a copy of Fantasy Star 2 complete in box for $5 more. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go for Awesome Possum because that's got the <laughs> stupid manual with the comic book in it. I mean, oh, why man. would I want a complete copy of one of the best RPGs of the 16-bit era? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Definitely yeah. the best choice. I have one of the worst games of the 16-bit era now. Yay! Lucky. <laughs> but without having made that choice, you would not be entertaining everyone at the moment. <laughs> that is a good point. Worth it! <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah but uh, we aren't the only ones who played along this month and before we jump into comments from um, the forums and twitter we're actually going to take a moment Duke wasn't the only one who played Yeah, Game Boy, um, 8-Bit Bob and Anime all played along as well and they were kind enough to take time out of their schedule to record their thoughts on the game so we're going to hear what they had to think about Rocket Knight Adventures uh, as an overall nice. and as individuals, so we're going to cut that in now. Hi, everybody. We are Retro Nonsense, and we are here to discuss Rocket Knight Adventures for the Cartridge Brothers podcast, The Cartridge Club. I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, and then we'll get right into it. I'm 8-Bit Bob. I'm 11, and my favorite video game is Halo Reach. Um, I'm the Game Boy. I'm 10, and my favorite video game is Skylanders. Hi, I'm Anna May, and my favorite video game is Minecraft. How, how old are you? I'm 7. Okay. All right. Well, let's get right into the topic at hand. Um, let's start with you, um, 8-Bit. Um, right. What was your overall impression of uh, Rocket Knight Adventures? Um, did you generally enjoy the game? Was it fun? Yes, I enjoyed it. It was hard. Yeah, very hard. It's a hard game, and uh, 
sort of weird-ish. Weird-ish? Yeah, like, why is... First, why is he a knight with a rocket, like, jetpack Did you read the story at all? No. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. They don't don't give you the story in the old games. Um, Yeah. On the screen, you got to read the directions. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Um, Can I ask you, did you like... How would you enjoy the graphics? The graphics were actually surprisingly really good. and. Yeah. Pretty solid. How did you uh, like the parallaxative effect in this game? That's the uh, yeah side scrolling. Yes, I did like that actually a lot. Yeah, like pretty, when the pigs uh, like get hit and they turn in their underwear, they're like Whoa! no, 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 no. The parallaxative effect is no, the, I know what the it multi-layered is. side scrolling. Yeah, I know. I like that. Yeah, it was pretty fluid. All right, let me jump over to you, Game Boy. Um, can I ask how you like the music of the game? I I think the music was really good actually. Really good. Yeah, did it did it fit the tone of the game and kind of go along with the story and set the right mood? Yeah, I think I think it did. And what about the gameplay? How'd you like the gameplay? I think it was really fun. Uh, as Ape of Bob said, a little weird. Why is there a raccoon in night armor with a jetpack? Was it any weirder Why? than Mario and the Goombas and turtles and mushrooms and all that kind of stuff? I mean, that's how the retro well. games were, right? Well, yeah, I guess so, but... So what about the gameplay? Was that pretty um, pretty solid for you? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it, and I like how you can use your jetpack. Didn't you cool. ask me how which button uh, shifted it over to first-person mode? Was that was that you? No, no. Oh, okay. I thought that was you. Anyway, all right, well, let's ask Anime here. Um, what did you like about the character design? Did you like the characters in the game? Well... Do you know what the animal was? Uh, what was um, the main character? I think it was... Um... Fox? A fox? A raccoon, maybe? No, it was a possum. His name's Sparkster. Okay. Um, did you like the character design? Like the bad guys and all? Were they kind of cute? Did you like how when you hit the piggies, uh, their underwear showed and all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of... Uh, yeah. It was... As they two said, it was a very weird game a little bit. And very like, weird? Every time I tried to play it, that boss just like went... <laughs> and it wouldn't stop shooting me. I'm like... They'll, they'll do that, yeah. Mm. Now, you probably... This was a pretty difficult game for uh, a seven-year-old. Um, I'm sure it was uh, quite a challenge for you. How, how far, can I ask you, did you get? To the boss. To the boss? The first level boss? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good for your age. That's that's not too bad. Wait, no, um, the, I think the second boss What did it look like? A pig on a car. A pig on a car? No, I mean, it was like a tank. Okay, okay, I know what you're talking about. Well, that being said, let me ask you guys. Uh, did you, either one of you guys, uh, 8-Bit or Game Boy, beat the game? I know that last boss, the pig core, yeah. was pretty... I didn't get past the first boss. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I got past the first part. I got past the um, the 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 part with the Wait a waves. Minute. Are you kidding me? I didn't get past the part with the like the dragon that came out of the water oh when you go... Luke, please help me out. Please tell me you got past the first <laughs> level, at least. Well... Oh, um, I got. <laughs> oh my gosh! You're gonna be kidding well, me. Well, I got really. Look, okay. I I just if if I would have played it enough, then. Oh yeah, if you would, guys, you gotta be kidding. This was no, for the podcast. I, I only played it like Wait, five, you, three you, times. You were expecting me to beat that? No, not you. But maybe the boys. <laughs> I only Sorry. played it like three times. Come on, man. Oh my gosh! You've got to it. be kidding me! You will I, beat it. I will. Well, we are supposed to do it for the podcast. What? Well, 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 oh, that's great. We'll give him a detailed, thorough review of a part of level one. That's that's the whole great. level one. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Daddy. Well, I mean, the graphics. What? What are we even going to talk about? Well, I guess that I guess that wraps it up, right? No. I mean, what, well, oh, that, that's that's recap here. Let's see. Uh, Bobby liked the graphics. <laughs> 
Luke liked the music, and Anna liked the piggy underwear. That's pretty much all we can talk about. Jesus, and who is farting? Luke, that smells, <laughs> not like, me. It's not that smells me. like one of yours, Luke. It's not. Uh, anyway, gosh. <laughs> Guys, what have I been telling you? That's, this, this is what I'm talking about with the modern games. How many times did you beat Halo and Skylanders oh, and Minecraft? Oh, oh. You, you can't, can't beat Minecraft. Halo? That's Halo, another problem. I beat like almost every single And you Halo. can't get past level one of Rocket Knight Adventures. Exactly. What? Let me see your hands. Give me your hands. It's like an infant's. <laughs> Look at mine. Look at those calluses. It's like I'm a gymnast. That's like a that, That's from being an electrician. No, that's from playing retro games. No, it's from being a baby and being such my, a weakling. My games... Uh, this is what I've been saying all along, you guys. You got, now do you guys believe me? You guys couldn't no. get past level one. Yeah, that's right. a hard game. Yeah, it's a hard game. No, it's not. I'm, I'm it's actually not that hard. Time. I'm going to get better. You've been playing video games for like 30 My years. games are like, beware, do not enter, you will suffer, you will die. And your games are like, hold my hand and I will walk you to the end safely. <laughs> yeah, it's right. And you know it's true. They're not even going to play this, guys. I wouldn't. What, what are they going to do? Oh, yeah, I, that's great. You know what? They're not even going to invite us on again. Oh, next month for the Cartridge Club, we got Castlevania. And we'll have the Retro Nonsense crew give their uh, opinion of the a title screen. That's going to be just great. What a no, way to I, represent retro no, nonsense. I am good at Castlevania. I have that Me on too. 3DS. And, oh, you and were good. Oh, like so you got past level one? one? Yes, I did. That's amazing. Are you being Thank serious, you. Daddy? What do you mean? I yes, I'm being serious. This is pathetic. What a way to represent retro nonsense. More like retro non-gamers. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> All right, so well, let's, let's, let's at least thank the Cartridge Brothers for having us on. Wait, uh, is this awesome? Seriously, guys, it was uh, very yeah. nice of you guys to um, no, invite no, the... No, what are we going to talk about, you guys? There's how nothing much, to talk how about. Much like it? Okay, fine. How much did you like it? Um, how much like level one? Yeah, how much you like level one, Luke? A lot! How it much you like great. level one? From a scale from one to ten, I liked it about an eight. Level one would got a, le got a number eight. Okay, that's that's great. All right, well, let's 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 wrap it up. No! Let's Let's say thank you to the Cartridge Brothers. Thank you, Cartridge! It was, very, it was very nice of them to have you guys part of the Thank show. You. Okay, and we really appreciate it, right? And we appreciate all their support. Yeah, and, um, and we'll get better. <laughs> they are going to work on it. They are going to practice. They are going to yet become gamers one day. They're not I... gamers yet. Oh, you can't count yourselves as gamers just because you beat Halo. That don't count. Wait, or Skylanders. I can beat Halo, Halo backwards Halo. with my hands behind my back and my eyes closed. Okay, I'm not a gamer. Fine. All right, well, can you guys say goodbye to the Cartridge Brothers and thank bye. you again? Bye. All right, bye, guys. Thank and you. All right, guys, uh, Anime, Game Boy, and Ape Bob, thank you guys so much for taking time to come on the show and let us know what you thought of Rocket Knight. Um, it was really good to hear a point of view from somebody who, you know, might not have grown up with this type of game and uh, what they thought of it. And um, hopefully you get a chance to, uh, to play along with some of the other games that we have coming up, and uh, we'd love to hear from you again. All right, P2, you want to take it over to the forums and let us know... What's happening there? And uh, sure. where can I find those forms? Um, well, they've moved. What? No, they're still <laughs> at www.cartridgebros.ca. I'd be panicking there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, same spot. Um, yeah, and normally I would try and read every comment, but there is a lot here. So I will try and skim through as best I can. And you struggle with um, the easiest of words. I know. We, were having, we had a lot of people... Uh, Yoshi Knuckles started this off, and uh, he actually played through it on hard, which is pretty impressive. 
Um, but this, uh, this kind of thing's easy for him because he's a pro, I guess. Um, and then we had Kevin playing. He actually did a review. So if people want to check out an awesome review of this game, yeah. check out Buried on Mars' channel. Um, it was he funny. A, oh, he reviewed yeah. it? I'm going to watch yeah. that after this. Yeah, yeah it's great. great. You're going to uh, you're gonna want to pack a lunch and have a bathroom right beforehand. It's a long one. Yeah, yeah he, really gets, he really gets in there deep about what he didn't like about it. So be prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, Dean, Dean as well. Wow. Fitnet, NZ, NES Romancer, Cartridge Connect. There's a ton of people. Low played it. She actually did a blog on it. Gave it a three out of four, which is pretty impressive. So uh, feel free to check out her blog on that. That's from uh, andthenshegames.com. Um, you know, Rambox and Slightly Obviously and uh, and Duke. Um, no, it's Slightly Super Livid, Seven. not Slightly Obviously. <laughs> slightly Obviously is from our other channel, Property Bros. <laughs> what? Did I say that? <laughs> anyway, J-Rock also playing through. Wow. Um, yeah, just a big, big turnout. So head on over to the forums, um, especially if you're going to be playing this after hearing this. We still want to hear your thoughts. So uh, drop on in there and, and let us know what you thought. Yeah. And if you have questions about games, any of the games, even if you're somebody like like me too said, if you're somebody listening to, to episodes from before and you're playing a game and you want to have a question, some of the questions have already been asked and answered, but throw a question in there and uh, the community is so great, you're likely to get an answer very quickly. I know yeah. uh, Nick Stalgic was waiting to get his uh, AV cable for the Genesis I gave him before he could play, because when, <laughs> when I gave it to him, I forgot to put that in the box. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, at, uh, Twitter, uh, everybody that played uh, on the forums was also on Twitter. Um, and I love seeing the images. Uh, J-Rock had a particular frustration with the level where the rockets are shooting up at you. Um, Cartridge could not get a good deal on his on... I have no idea what shopping form this is, but it's like a gray background with a green top. But he got it for $18, it looks like. What is a Canuck, by the way? Is that a Canadian? What is that? Yeah, it's a Canadian slang for yeah. a, it's slang for a Canadian. Um, oh, they call us Canucks. Yeah. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. If you read uh, Wolverine, uh, sometimes he's referred to as the Canucklehead, I believe, huh. in his comics. That is awful. That is awful. Because he is the second most famous Canadian next to Pamela Anderson. Um, for, <laughs> She's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was most well known for her role on Tool Time. They're on a yep. home improvement. Yep. Such a great yeah. actress. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we had a lot of people playing along. <laughs> and uh, I lo- we, love, we love when people get involved because it's, it helps. It, it, I don't want to say it improves the game, but it definitely does improve the experience when you have a chance to talk about it with other people, um, even in text-based form on the forums. So thank you to everybody who did comment and everybody who played along. And, uh, yeah, I need to go back to the outline because I don't know what the next thing is to segue into. So I want to say thank you to our three guests as well. Uh, we're going to start by uh, with Rambox. Thank you again. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, thanks uh, again for having me on. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, my channel is just called Rambox. It's two words. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Rambox, And you can also hear me on the Retro Fandango podcast, which is on the same uh, feed as the Cartridge Club. So you should know where to find that. Uh, we do even have our own section in the forums. They were kind enough to give us our own little spot there. And you can find uh, Retro Fandango on YouTube and Twitter as well. Kevin told me if I didn't give you guys a section on the forums, he was going to break into my house and burn all my games. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was no kindness. <laughs> but, uh, also, for anybody who doesn't know, on the forums, there's uh, you can discuss their the previous episodes of Retro Fandango, but they also have a, a question form. If you have any questions um, for Kevin or for Richard, um, as he goes by on that show, um, or if you have any you questions, struggle with it every time you say it. <laughs> it's so it feels so foreign to me. <laughs> um, and if you have any, I'm the foreign guy. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> And uh, also, if you have any questions that you might want to hear uh, from P2 and I, because we sometimes make appearances on that show, um, you can put them in there. Kevin has been nice enough to say that it's all right that uh, we'd, we'd be allowed to answer questions on episodes we're on as well. So please, uh, yeah, jump on there, because uh, there's a lot of discussion that happens after the fact, because it's Retro Fandango, one of the great things about that show is you talk about movies and games in joining, and it's so hard to cover everything, especially certain franchise movie franchises like Robocop or Ghostbusters where there's so much love for them that discussion can't be summed up in a seven and a half hour podcast it has to be <laughs> continued over it must go on yeah and the forms are a great the spot to do that doesn't really end it, it just continues <laughs> that's right yeah so uh definitely check them out all right James uh thank you for coming back uh it's nice yep. to see you uh active after being uh horribly uh, affected by uh, what can only be considered a hate crime. <laughs> eh. Hey, if I ever catch the guy, there'll be a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why don't you let our listeners know um, where they can find you? Uh, slightly Livid Gaming on YouTube uh, and Slightly Livid on Twitter. I'm not exactly sure my exact Twitter address, but the images of the Batman Pikachu hybrid. <laughs> because why not uh, <laughs> and I'm also hardly ever on Twitter so just find me on YouTube <laughs> it, uh, yeah it's uh, it's been a little bit since, he, since James put a video up but uh, don't let that dissuade you from checking his channel out because uh, the ones that he has up there are definitely worth a watch and uh, I always have a, an entertaining time when I see them so uh, yep. I'm actually uh, working on maybe getting a friend of mine to edit together an opening sequence for something. So I'm aiming to get more done in the next little bit. I'm not going to give an exact date because that's always a, a bad idea. Right. So I'm never going to meet a deadline. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. I'm still waiting for a uh, Mars versus Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that there are people like maybe one person who watched the let's play who's waiting for my me to finish Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Year and a half. It's a long game. Ten hours, not really. All for a let's play it is. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, and again, uh, Duke, having you on was a blast. Uh, we had an opportunity to chat once before on Skype, and I enjoyed every minute of that. And today has been exactly the same for me. Uh, P2 keeps texting me saying he can't stand you. But other than that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, you having me on. I had a blast. Yeah, and let our listeners know um, where that, like your YouTube channel, your Twitter, um, yep. anywhere that they can find you. Well, I am on um, YouTube. Uh, I guess you can find me at Retro Nonsense. I assume if you search that, it'll pop up. Um, and on Twitter, I am at Duke0619. And um, those are the two main places that I uh, communicate with the community. So, but I do want to take a second here just to thank you guys so much. Um, it, it's a little intimidating as a new, a newer YouTuber and uh, person in the community, and you guys have been so 
welcoming and supportive and it gives me fuel and energy to keep on going. And you guys have created an amazing group of people here. Everybody that's associated with you guys are just super kind and super nice. And it's been, it's been such an all positive experience. And I think largely in part to you guys and your attitudes and your welcoming, welcoming nature and your inclusiveness. And, you know, through you guys, I found so many other cool people and you guys just do such a phenomenal job and you can cue any kind of sappy music right now if you want to post, <laughs> but no, I, I really, and, and same thing with you, Richard, everybody that I've, uh, that I associate with has, has just been so supportive and nice. And I can't thank you guys enough for, for everything. So thank you. Thank you, Duke. And uh, you make a good point. We're, we're all just so lucky because when we started doing the club, especially we didn't know who we were going to end up getting on these podcasts. We, like the first time we met uh, anybody from any of these, really, we had no idea that the first time talking to them was on the podcast. They could have been, you know, yeah. axe murderers. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It ended up just being a great, nice group of people. And, and we're all so lucky. Yeah. And especially when we have somebody new come into the community like you, uh, it's, it's just a huge uplifting thing for us as well. So, so you're thanking us, but really we're, we're all thanking you at the same time. So I never would have thought I would consider people I've never met friends, but I really do. And you guys, um, again, just your attitudes and your personalities and your uh, acceptance of other people have, have just uh, been phenomenal. I really do consider you guys uh, good friends already. I'd like to quote Tupac, family, you know, I just and, think, uh, quote Tupac. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Rambox. I'll save my quote. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I want to hear Tupac. I, you know, <laughs> Um, real recognize real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I, I like it. Yeah, I don't know what it means either. I just uh, watch a lot of Tupac d- uh, documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one? I don't know. I don't even know if there is one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Richard. <laughs> oh, I've got nothing. I just wanted to call him Milden Dookie again. <laughs> oh, I missed out on that opportunity. Uh... It, uh... We have hit the uh, – when we started our channel, the first person that we really interacted with was Vintage Video Game Geek. And um, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he really is – I think a lot of the attitude that uh, the club has and that everybody that associates with the club has stems from the fact that he's the kind of person that just wants to hear what you have to say. And um, You know, that's, that's a good – I'm glad you brought him up. He, the Retro Rejects podcast was re- really influenced me to dive into this. Uh, world as a content creator as opposed to just a content consumer because i think like most of us we all or at least i started i discovered abgn a couple years ago and i just got thrown into this world i didn't know this existed this retro community um but when i when i I stumbled upon the retro rejects podcast that was when it clicked i was like i want to be I want to be involved. I want to be part of this world. I want to get to know these people better. And I started calling into the show. And then right around the same time as a kid, around the same time, the kids were bugging me about, they wanted to make a YouTube channel about Minecraft. And my wife and I were like, no. And I was <laughs> like, well, why don't we do something together? And, I'll, and we kind of dived into it together. But yes, uh, v- Vintage Video Game Geek is just a, a great guy. And um, yeah. he's funny. He's witty. Um, I know he's been around for a long time. But again, just like you guys, uh, right away, he would communicate with you in private messages and uh, very welcoming and, and acceptance of a new person. And that, that uh, really meant a lot. And again, it fueled me to keep on going and, and to, to say, hey, I, you know, I'm not that great, but I can do this and I can be a part of this world and I don't have to be, you know, uh, AVGN or Pat and Punk or whatever. You don't have to be that level to be involved. And um, 
and they got a great podcast too. They're, those guys, NES Complex and him are just uh, are great. So yes, yeah. uh, kudos to them as well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we did we hit the jackpot with guests because, like P two said, there's a lot of times that we we'd never spoken to a guest prior to having them on the day of the show. So like James could have been a psychopath. <laughs> you know and we have luckily not had that episode where it's like well we recorded this and we're gonna have to delete the whole thing yeah <laughs> and now i know what i'm gonna do next time i'm on the show <laughs> yeah so it's the community as a whole uh, uh, that's why we love it that's why we love doing this is because community we started the channel because my brother was very lonely and had no one to talk to about games except for me and um now we have you know 200 and some odd listeners every month that we feel like we are conversing with and they converse with us you know they let us it's know working. it's working well yeah so and if you are listening to this and you're thinking wow i really wish these guys would wrap it up <laughs> um we're going to but i want to let you know that if you want to be on the show send us an email we will respond if we don't send us another one it's not going to bother us um and anybody can get on the show just have a look uh, at the upcoming games on www.cartridgebros.ca and uh let us know if there's one that you're interested in, and um, we'll, we will definitely try to schedule you and get you on, because there's no prerequisite. You don't have to have a YouTube channel. You don't have to have a Twitter. You don't even have to have, uh, you know, uh, you, I think uh, Duke right now is on his cell phone, so yeah. don't <laughs> think that there's anything holding you back. If you want to be on this show, it is attainable. Just don't be a psychopath. If That, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Well, yeah. not, not necessary. Not necessary, no. So I think I'd that's... like to be on in March when you do Beautiful Joe. That would be great. <laughs> and don't forget, March... Uh, so right now we're in the process of getting the March Madness set up. So we're going to have three games in March to vote for. But until then, we're going to have a, a vote-off for those three games. So right now, if you want to go over to the, the, the forums at www.cartridgebros.ca, you can vote for the first game to make it into the March finals. And that will be either uh, Bayonetta Godhand or Beautiful Joe. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So uh, anybody who listens to the show knows we don't script endings um, like we do everything else. In case you didn't know, this has entirely been scripted. Uh, we're actually in a studio right now, and Duke is Ted dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to say goodnight, and uh, thank you, although it's noon. We're going to say whatever, and uh, I'm going to leave it up to you three gentlemen to uh, come up with an ending for us. Oh. Building Dookie out.